Welcome to the very first episode of Rails, Ales, and Old Towns. To mark the occasion, today I'm joined by a longtime friend, Adam Sieper. Adam and I met through travel writing over a decade ago, and after discovering each other's websites, we found out that we were both from the same hometown and shared a similar passion for seeing the world and St. Louis Blues hockey. When I first met him, Adam and his wife had just returned from traveling around the world for an entire year. But today we're going to focus on their European adventures. We cover stories from their previous trips, get a preview of their upcoming summer vacation to Croatia, and have a few laughs along the way. Be sure to check out the episode description because I put a link in there that will give you more information about a few of the places we talk about, including that great restaurant in Rome with the tasty carbonara and affordable wine, and that bar in Dubrovnik that sits on the cliffs. And if you'd like the occasional hit of Europe travel inspiration in between episodes, feel free to give me a follow on Instagram and Facebook at Rails Ales Old Towns. All right, let's go to Europe. the gap between the train and the platform. So without further ado, let's welcome in former travel writer, fellow travel lover, and just all around great guy, Adam Saper. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate you coming on today. I really do. No problem at all. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So first off, before we get started, you've traveled around the world. You've gotten married. You've had three wonderful children. You've seen your St. Louis Cardinals, St. Louis Blues, and Rams win championships. You've been blown away by fish live in concert on numerous occasions. How does the experience of being the first guest on the Rails, Ales, and Old Towns podcast stack up? Uh, well, Scott, I mean, I have to tell you, this is definitely a, a, a life highlight for me. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's going to exceed all of those things that you just mentioned, all those momentous occasions. That's what I assumed. That's what I assumed, but I figured I would just test you right off uh, <laughs> off the top just to see. So you doing okay today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's a, a beautiful uh, 60 plus degree sunny day here in mid-February in St. Louis, which is not common. So uh, I'm, I'm happy as, as can be. We've, you know, been friends for over a decade now and um met through our love of travel, but we've never hung out anywhere outside of St. Louis. Gosh, that's funny. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I mean, I know all about like your world travel exploits, but where take me through your European travel experience. Yeah. So, I mean, I, overall, I got a really late start, uh, in traveling. It's not something I did, uh, when I was a kid. Um, you know, like we our our vacations when I was a little kid was to the Lake of the Ozarks, three hours away from St. Louis. Um, and, and not really a whole lot after that. Um, my then girlfriend, now wife, Megan, uh, she went, she did a study abroad in Spain, uh, when she was in law school. And I didn't even contemplate going to visit her, which is, you know, funny. Yes. I was, you know, in my 20s at, at that point. I think it was 2003 when she went. So I was, gosh, I was 25 uh, <clears throat> when she went. I didn't even really contemplate it. Um, the first time we went to Europe was in 2005. And that was, you know, I had been to Mexico one time to an all-inclusive um, prior to that. So I hadn't even left the United States Uh you know, until I think 2002 is when I, or 2001, uh, 
But yeah, 2005, when my wife graduated from law school, we decided to take a, it was a three-week trip to Europe uh, in the summer of 05. Um, so that was the first time I had ever gone. So and when, really when, my first big trip abroad. So when she was studying in Spain, were you like disinterested? Like, were you like, oh, I don't see what's so special about Europe and all this because I'll be honest, my um, my sister did a semester in London. This was in um, 02 or 03. And I remember just thinking like, at the time, I was kind of like, eh, Europe, eh. Like, we got a great country over here. Right. I mean, honestly, kind of. Like she, um, when she very first told me that she was interested in it. Um, so this was, this was in between her first and second year of law school. So we had been together for a couple of years at that point. Um, we had just started living together. So we had maybe been living together for a, a couple months. And she told me, you know, probably in like the fall of her freshman year or her first, not freshman year, her first year in law school, that uh, she was thinking about doing the study abroad the following summer. And I like, I got mad. So I was like, well, why would you want to leave? Why would you want to go for, you know, there was like a, I think five weeks, a five week program. Why would you want to go for like half the summer? Uh, and, and I got mad. We got a big fight about it. Um, and I remember I kind of, I remember kind of thinking about it afterwards and just kind of reflecting on it and how, you know, maybe it would be kind of a cool experience for her. And, you know, I remember for Christmas that year, I got her a couple guidebooks to say, okay, you know, I'm, I'm on board. I support you. I think you should do this. But still, at no point did I ever say, hmm, maybe I should go too. But yeah, I think I was just kind of ambivalent about it. You know, I'm just kind of like, eh, what, I don't know. And what city did she go for? Madrid is where she studied. And so, I mean, so she traveled all around Spain, you know, during the five weeks because they didn't, you know, I don't know. I think they had three day weekends every weekend. Um, so it gave her the opportunity to really kind of explore Spain. I know she went to like Barcelona and Mallorca. Um, and I can't remember all where she went to quite a few uh, places while she was there. And then she spent a week in London after the program was over. Her and a few friends went to London for a week before coming home. Well, yeah, it is. If you're an American in Europe, it is mandatory that you get to London. Right. <laughs> on your first trip, especially like that was the first place I ever went in Europe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, she, I think that kind of at least uh, picked my interest, you know, when she got home and, you know, I saw all her pictures and heard all her stories and, you know, I, I was, I got interested after that. And then, you know, as, as she progressed in law school, I don't even know who or how we came up with the idea to go on a trip. Um, basically, it was, you know, after you graduate from law school, you take the bar usually at some point that that following summer. Uh, she had a job lined up. She didn't start her job until fall. Uh, and I think the bar was like in late July, if I remember correctly. So she pretty much kind of had all of August off. Okay. She didn't have, you know, she didn't start her job yet. She she was done with school. She was done with the bar. So we kind of had a month. And at that point, funny enough, I remember us being like, well, this is the last time we're ever going to be able to do this until we're retired. So let's take advantage of it. And so we we planned a three-week trip to Europe, uh, you know, for that kind of... Okay, so, so where did you go? So we went to Ireland, um, Amsterdam, Prague... Interlaken and Chikatera and London. In that order. 
Yes, in that order. Yes, yeah, we flew and so and we we actually we got engaged on that trip as well. Yeah, uh, I did you know, know so that. that. Yeah, so that was you know that that obviously great memories. I mean, the whole trip was very memorable, but it was you know extra special because you know we got engaged a, a couple of days into the trip. So, yeah, and like that's part of what I'm hoping to do at this podcast is like yes, it's an awesome big world. There's so many places to go, but for so many people it is that first step and there is just that magic in that first step that um you know like i want to go everywhere right. somebody who's listening is like why are you just going to talk about europe all the time i want to go everywhere but there is just this magic here that like especially for me too it I, I always keep with me that magic of that first trip and there was that just like yeah. oh my gosh i'm actually abroad you know and these places yeah, i've seen I mean, on gosh. tv and yeah, it's the first time I've taken I ever took like a train or a bus. Um, first time I ever stayed in a hostel, you know, like so many firsts happened on that trip for me. I just never ever traveled like that, you know? Yeah, and it's just it's a bit of an eye opener and you're like, Oh, yes. it's actually this is really fun. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I mean it uh, you know, we were I personally was was addicted after that. You know, yeah, um, no. it didn't take long. <laughs> Is there a, okay, so you flew into Dublin? Yes. Then you toured around uh, Ireland? Yes. Yeah, we flew into Dublin. And then like the second day we were in Ireland, we rented a car. We didn't really, it's funny enough, we didn't, even though we were there in like the height of summer, we didn't have a plan in Ireland. Um, like we we had our car rental set up. Um, but other than that, we didn't, I don't even like, I know we had a place in Dublin, but we didn't have, we didn't know what we were going to do exactly. So it was, the, the beginning of the trip was kind of a disaster for me just those first couple of days because I was just a nervous wreck walking around with this ring in my pocket and like knowing that I wanted to propose, but not knowing where or when I was going to do it. Um, so yeah, we rented a car and we drove to um, Galway and had a night there, but it was not a good night because like, like she she thought something was wrong with me like I was gonna like break up with her or something because <laughs> I was acting so weird um but so we didn't have a great night in Galway we're gonna stay there a couple nights and decided to just take off instead and we drove from Galway to Doolin and we were driving through I mean it's it's I feel like I got I got so lucky right we're driving across the Irish countryside uh between Galway and Doolin and we're just driving along these little windy two-lane roads, uh, you know, with these rolling green hills. And all of a sudden, a kind of castle comes out of nowhere because it's Ireland, right? And uh, we're like, oh, maybe, should we check this castle out? Like, yeah, sure. So we we stop and we, we, we go out and we go in this castle and you can pay like five euro to go up to the top of the castle. And so we do that. We walk up to the top of the castle and we get up to the top and we're literally the only people on the top of this castle in the Irish countryside. And I was like, well... I don't think I'm going to find a better place than this. And so I ended up proposing there uh, on the top of a castle in the middle of Ireland. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm, I'm glad you didn't, you didn't do it at the Blarney castle where you had like asked the guy who dips you down to get in on it. You know, maybe right. Yeah. Yeah. It was just us two. It was awesome. Okay. And... So here's, what's going to happen. I'm going to give you the ring. You're going to dip her down. Then you're going right. to hold the ring out. <laughs> then I'm going to jump out and I'm going to ask her, and then you'll whip her back up. She'll say yes, and we'll go from there. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have to do any of that, so that was that was good. <laughs> cool. And then, uh, so just 
in short, on that trip, what was your, what was the highlights? I mean, just quick hits, those memories that have stuck sure. with you all these years. Right. Obviously that and that night, like I just remember being in a, a tiny little pub in Doolin and we were so happy and celebrating and we were a really nice dinner. We stayed in a really nice place that night. Um, that was awesome. Um, Interlaken was amazing. We went skydiving over the Swiss Alps. You know, I mean, gosh, that's that's the only time I've ever ever been skydiving and to do it there was incredible. Nice. We went hang gliding too while we were there. Um <clears throat> Chincaterra was was awesome. I mean, every place was great, right? <laughs> I mean, every place was so different because we went to, you know, several different countries and um, but those are probably the top, the top, you know, probably skydiving and um just our time in Chincaterra. We were there for like I think five nights and just to, you know, walk the paths in between all the cities and just explored and it was it was awesome. Eight amazing seafood drank great wine and yeah so we actually have never actually talked about these actual trips but yeah so on my first trip i went i flew into london so we matched that one i went to amsterdam we matched that one interlaken um i went to venice prague um did you say you went to prague yes yeah yeah prague. okay okay so we had four <laughs> of the same things so yeah around that same time because i was november of 2006 so it was probably okay. a lot of the same, you know, experiences and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then I went to Cinque Terre next, uh, the next summer though, just to make sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and gosh, uh, I, uh, you know, we were, we ended in Cinque Terre. I completely forgot about this until just now. Okay. I mean, I, man, I haven't thought about this trip in quite a while. So this is awesome to be well, able to. Well, that's why I got you on. Reliving, right. To, you know, get these memories. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we got a really nice place in Cinque Terre since it was going to be the end of our trip, you know, like we kind of splurged because we had been staying in hostels for the most part, uh, the rest of the, the time. And I somehow got my wires crossed and I had booked it for our first night for the night before we were set to arrive there uh, and you know this is before like smartphones and even you know we didn't have like didn't travel with any technology right like i think we went to like internet cafes if we wanted to like check our email and stuff um and so we we get to the place in chicatera you know after i think we flew if i remember correctly we flew from Interlaken to milan and then took a train from milan down to chicatera um and we get there, you know, we're lugging all our stuff through the like hilly, the hilly city of Chincaterra, and we go to our place, and we didn't have a room because we didn't show up the night before, and it's August, so like they're full, they don't have any rooms, so we had to go find a place to stay, and like everything was booked. It's the middle of August, and for fortunately, we, gosh, I don't know, I think the person at the place we were supposed to stay, like knew some guy who had a uh, like apartment or a separate like rooms attached to his apartment. We ended up renting it from him. We had this little apartment, just the two of us. It ended up working out great. You know, it was like the Airbnb before Airbnb. <laughs> like that is one of the sneaky, cool things of travel that I'm, that I'm always talking about um, that we're always talking about is the things that go from an absolute disaster to a great thing in like it can happen in an hour or less sometimes like you're yeah. completely lost you're walking around a city you've just shown up you're lost and you're like you know what actually this city isn't so cool i don't <laughs> i'm not even sure why we came here 
Are we lost? You're annoyed. People are zooming past you, whatever. But then an hour later, somehow you're in the hotel, you get settled, you're having a great meal, and you're like, oh, well, that's actually what traveling is all about. It's that. Up yeah, and oh, down. totally. You can't yeah. have the ups without the downs sometimes. 100%. Yeah, it did. I mean, I was terrified, right? I mean, we're in Italy, we speak zero Italian. Um, you know, it's hot. We have all our stuff. I mean, it was. It was a scary, you know, hour or so until we got situated. And then, you know, yeah, it ended up working out great because our, our place was like kind of closer to to the, the sea and closer to where all the restaurants were and everything. And it ended up uh, ended up working out great. <laughs> but yeah, uh, for me, a, a similar type story I had on my first trip to Europe was I had um, naively showed up in Amsterdam on a Friday night. Uh, it, was, it was November, but it was yeah. a Friday night. And I just walked to a hostel that was in my guidebook and just walked in and was like, yeah, I'd like to book a room for the night. And they told me that they were sold out. And right. at the time, like, I mean, yeah, it probably wouldn't have been that big of a deal. There probably would have been other hotels in the, in the city or whatever. But at the moment, it was just a big panic. And I remember I just went outside and sat down on the curb. And like sat on my backpack and was just like, uh, uh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then somebody came out from the staff and was like, okay, I moved some things around and I've got you, <laughs> I've got you, I've got you a bed in this room. And, and then it was like, oh my God, everything's great. Right. <laughs> then I had another, then I had another down because 30 minutes later, I'm in the room and I'm talking to someone else in the room. It was, um, a young woman who she was had just finished law school and she was backpacking around Europe for that autumn. And I'm unpacking my things and I'm just making small talk with her. And then I'm like, my passport, my passport, where's my passport? Like, Oh my God, I don't have my passport. I'm freaking out. Now I'm freaking out again. Yeah. She's like, well, she helped me look. And she's like, well, you know, sometimes they make you turn it in at the front desk. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> there it is. There it is. So I had two disasters. This was at this famous bulldog hostel. In Amsterdam. Yeah, we stayed there. We stayed there. There you go. <laughs> that place is a, a machine of, of marketing and whatnot. Yes. Um, actually, this summer when I was in Kansas City, there was a woman at a little boutique shop that we were buying, like a Kansas City magnet at, and she had a, a coffee mug, the Bulldog. And I was just like, oh, that's Bulldog. funny. <laughs> What's the gap? between the train and the platform. So those are trips from the past. Obviously, that was a great trip, your first trip, and obviously set you on a path of world travel and curiosity and <laughs> seeking out the next, uh, you know, high of, of travel, yeah. which still goes on today. Yes, <laughs> never ending. So if I gave you, if let's, let's say there was uh, no... Money was no object, and you could design a trip to Europe, your dream trip to Europe. You could pick three places. Ooh. Where would it be? Ooh. Money is no object. Interesting. Um, Meaning, gosh. you know, the money isn't going to get in the way. We're not. Sure, sure, sure. We're not talking, yeah. you know, catered. Right, yeah, I mean experiences and whatnot. Probably Switzerland would be one, um, just because it is so expensive. I mean, we only 
when we went, we went to Interlochen for, for like three nights and that was it. And I mean, we were hemorrhaging money. It was insane. I couldn't believe how expensive <laughs> I, I, I always do love that phrase, hemorrhaging money. <laughs> like we're not just spending more than, we're not going over our budget. We're hemorrhaging money. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. It's just coming <laughs> off of us. It's dripping like, off of us like blood. Right. I mean, not just the, you know, the the food like just food and drinks were crazy you know so much more than you know the other places we had been up till that point and then you know throw in the possible activities and then you know the fact that you're like well i'm in switzerland so why of course i'm going to skydive over the alps when am i going to have this opportunity again you know so who cares you know here's here's my credit card (laughs) um and I, so I, I love, I love natural beauty. I love mountains, you know, being from the Midwest where, you know, the nearest mountain is a thousand miles away. Um, you know, I don't get to see them or be in them as often as I would love to, as I would, as I would like to. So, um, you know, just to be able to explore Switzerland and just be in the outdoors and, and so would know, you I, see, I would love to do that. You see yourself um, like it's, this is a uh, summertime this is hiking in the Alps. This is going between like the huts. Probably. Like yeah. Yeah. Probably, probably something like that. I, I mean, heck I could probably go in the, I'd probably go in the winter and ski as well. Um, I'd be happy with that, but um, yeah, because so I might want to do winter because I think I would probably also go to, you know, Scandinavia again, probably because that's, that's a place where, you know, I've thought about going, but it's I feel like it's so cost prohibitive, especially, you know, now we have three kids. So, you know, any anytime we go abroad, you know, we have to, you know, at least so, think about budget and cost. So <laughs> so know? Scandinavia is your number two choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I mean I would love to see the northern lights. I think that's probably more of a winter thing. So maybe it would be a fall or winter. Okay. Now for um, the for the thing of this uh purpose of this exercise. you've kind of it's kind of just magical dream trip so if you in theory you wanted to be in switzerland in the winter and scandinavia in the summer that could all happen on this same dream trip but you're going winter both locations so i'm assuming in switzerland you're going to do some fondue you're going to stay in some chalet style yeah type hotel with a hot tub yes yes oh my gosh yes that's actually one of my big things i've never done it i want to be in a hot tub in a cold location like when it's snowing Yes, oh, it's that's it's the best. I've I've done that, but not in like a you know mountainous location. I've just done it here in like January or February. <laughs> yeah, so a million stars above. Just... Yes, yes, that would be amazing. Okay, yeah, and so... like you know, I've seen those glass, um, those like all glass like igloo type things in Scandinavia for the Northern Lights. I would love to go do that. You know, any anytime I come across that, if I'm like scrolling like Instagram or Twitter or something like that, uh, and come across Stop, that, I'm like, it, oh, it, it, it gosh, stops you right in your somewhere. tracks every time. Yes, every single time. I'm like, I hope I get to do that at some point in my life. Right. But you, when you're when you're saying Scandinavia, you're thinking more of that like kind of rural, uh. Great outdoors. You're not talking yes. about like Stockholm. That's not getting you fired up necessarily. Not really. I mean, or don't get me wrong. I love Copenhagen a big city. Or... I love big bustling cities. Um, but if I really, if I had to choose, I I would prefer to be outdoors in in nature. Um, 
you know, I I could throw a, a big city in here or there. But, okay, uh, yeah, because it's your you trip. Know. Like you could do a couple sure. nights and <laughs> you could do a couple nights in Stockholm or Copenhagen, uh, sure. you know, Oslo or Helsinki before you head up. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I would love to like go in the fjords and and see the Northern Lights and and that that would probably be my priority. I think. Okay, and then what about your third stop on this dream trip? Oh boy, so I man, I'd probably want to go somewhere somewhere beachy because I mean that's the thing. I you know I, I always have trouble if people say, oh, if you had to choose the beach or the mountains, what would you choose? Like I don't know, I love them both. You know, I mean, same with big cities. I I really love it. I do love them at all. I mean, I have preferences from time to time, but. Um, you know, I would, I, I'm going there this summer, so it seems silly to say Croatia, but I'm like super, super stoked about going to Croatia. I don't know if that would be my third spot. You know, maybe, maybe it would because, you know, we're, we're going island hopping, but you know, we're obviously, we're taking ferries and, you know, we're taking all the kids, um, sort of staying in like, you know, Airbnbs and such. I, I, but I've seen people talk about like chartering yachts <laughs> okay. to go to go cruising around the Croatian islands. That sounds amazing. Out of our budget for sure. <laughs> so the third the third one is just basically a, a tweak, a small upgrade to the existing trip that's going to happen anyway. Yeah, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be Croatia. It's probably be like kind of Croatia, Italy. Um, you know, maybe a Mediterranean, like chartering a a, a boat or hiring a boat with a with a captain to. Uh, to take us around to various islands and, and beaches. And and actually, I guess while we're on it, because I was going to ask you about it, uh, tell me about this trip, actually. Yeah, so this is uh, going to be our first big, uh, big trip with all three of our kids. Um, I started keeping an eye on flights at the end of last summer when I knew, you know, flights were, were coming out for summer of 23. Um, and we found a great deal from Chicago to Dubrovnik. And, you know, when you're when you have three kids and it's you're flying to Europe and it's times five, that was kind sure. of uh, priority. Yeah, but I, I feel fortunate. So we, we booked the flights. We're like, you know what, this this probably isn't going to last long. Let's just book it and we'll figure it out. You know, um, so that's kind of how Croatia got. Chosen. OK, <laughs> so you're going it. you're going into Dubrovnik. Yeah, we're going in and out of Dubrovnik. Um we're we're basically island hopping for the majority of the trip. Um, you know, we got a couple nights in Dubrovnik. And then we're going to uh, Korkula and then Havar. And then we're going to, we'll go to Split and run a car. And then we're going to drive to uh, Plitvis Lakes. Oh, this Plitvis Lakes. There, oh. And then back then back to Split to drop our car off and then go into another island called Solta, uh, which is a kind of a smaller, less populated and uh, popular island. Uh, and then a couple more nights in Dubrovnik before oh. flying out. And oh, then, that sounds amazing. And we actually, we <laughs> we fortunately, a couple weeks ago, we got noticed that one of our flights had changed, one of our return flights, and we were going to miss our connection in Paris because we were flying through Paris. Uh, we ended up getting a night in Paris out of it. So, oh, great. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about that. I mean, we're all, we're going to literally have like, you know, I think we get into Paris at like 1.30 in the afternoon. We have about 24 hours in between flights. So um anything is good. Like I I love those situations where you're like, right, oh, we got 12 hours, random hours in Paris. Great. It's gonna be a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And it's funny, my 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 oldest son, who is 10, when we first started talking about going to Europe, you know, gosh, a year ago now, um, you know, he said he what he really wanted to see the Eiffel Tower. Like, I don't know 
how or why that was in his head, but he's like, I want to go to Paris and I want to see the Eiffel Tower. And then when we kind of started planning it, we're like, well, we're not really planning on like hopping all around Europe. It just didn't really seem feasible with, with the three kids, you know, cause we have a four year old too. Um, so I, I felt really bad that we were, you know, I felt like I was discounting his like biggest wish. Um, but now it's awesome. We got to, we got to add it back in unexpectedly and, uh, He'll get, you know, they'll, they'll be our priority is to go see and, the Eiffel Tower. And what, oh, that's great. And what time, what time, what month is this? Uh, July and August. Okay. So I know it's going to be crazy. It's going to be real crowded everywhere. But, you know, what can you do? That's kind of what the cards it's, were dealt with uh, three school-age children. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not your first rodeo. You'll be able to, you'll be able to handle yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You I know mean, it's crowded. You're not showing up. travel in shoulder seasons, but, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> and what okay so that what was that last place you mentioned because i've never heard that one before solta it's uh it's an island it is so let's see there's havar and then i think just kind of north east of havar is um oh gosh what's the name of the island because we almost brock yeah uh and then it's kind of right it's just north of brock um okay right yeah, I'm, pull, again, I'm pulling it, it up. I'm pulling it up. Yes. It's, legit. it's legit. Yeah, Stamorska is the little town that we're staying in. Okay, so you're going to be in this southern Dalmatia area the whole time, yes. except for yeah. the Plitvice Lakes. Because uh, yeah. when you said that Plitvice Lakes, I was just last week, I was looking at some post I wrote on, on a years ago on five gorgeous places in Europe I've never made it to. <laughs> and of the five, Four still. This was about a decade ago. I read this. Four I still haven't been to. And this Plit <laughs> Plitvice Lakes. If I had a dollar for every time I was almost gonna go there, and I still have <laughs> never been to this place. Well, come meet us. Make it next summer. <laughs> hey, any, any, anything's possible. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Yeah, we actually got. We had to rent a. Um... You know, we had to rent a decent sized van because, you know, we still have a couple car seats, a couple kids in car seats. So we couldn't just get like a sedan. So we probably have enough room for you and Julia. <laughs> if you want to meet us and meet us and split, hop in the, hop in the van with us. <laughs> it's definitely possible. It's definitely possible. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Croatia a couple times. Um, did split in Hovar on one trip as a solo backpacker. And then Julia and I did... Um, we were in Dubrovnik, surrounds and surrounds for like a week once. Nice. And, oh, it's great. Uh, my top advice would be to just walk into some little corner bakery and get a burak. A burak, okay. Yeah, they're like flaky, phyllo-esque pastry, pastries. Someone's probably going to hear this and say, they're not, it's not phyllo. But it, it's like <laughs> that type. It's like that type. Sure. Um, and they're usually stuffed with like uh, crumbled meat or spinach and cheese. I discovered them just randomly uh, one morning, just walked into a bakery and was just looked at something. It was like, and they get kind of like greasy. You can like grease yeah. goes through the pastry. And nice. I was like, that's what I want for breakfast. <laughs> that and all the like basic average lagers of Croatia. There's two name brands. I, I forget now, but they all make a Rattler. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Like it might not be, um, you know, summer shandy, uh, sure. Type. It, it doesn't quite have that body of like a because the summer shandy is more like almost gets on like a wheat beer type vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these are just loggers, but they make rattlers and nothing okay. better than just grab a couple of those, Heck grab yeah. some picnics, watch the sunset over the sea. Yes. Yeah, sounds amazing. I can't wait. We're we're super excited. Um, obviously, besides those bureks and the beer. There are like cultural things to be done. In... <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much cultural stuff we'll do with the kids anyway. So. Okay. okay. <laughs> Luckily in Split, you really can't miss the like Diocletian's Palace and all that. Right. You know? And in Dubrovnik, uh, you know, the city walls. And, and I'm sure there's loads of other things worth seeing. But right. um, there's also, oh, there's also a bar on the outside of the walls in Dubrovnik called Booza Bar. I think I've seen that. Is that the one that's kind of like on the cliff, basically, and that yeah. people go for the sunset? And they let you just, as long as you buy drinks, they let you sit there as long as you want and watch the sunset. Right. right. Nice. So now I'm assuming that you're going to want to hear where my dream destinations in Europe Of are. course I do, yes. <laughs> uh, we're on the same wavelength on a couple um so if i had a dream my dream trip to europe right now and this you know it'll probably change in a couple months but right now this is my dream trip i've never been to greece somehow never stepped foot on greek soil um so i would want to do since money's no object i would want to do one of these island hopping things just yeah. like you mentioned for croatia bounce around you know, the islands, you know, the only one I'd want to go to that I've even heard of is Santorini just right. to see it, you know, just to see yeah. that volcanic caldera yeah. and all that, um, watch a sunset there, but then probably get back on the boat and, um, you know, head off after sunset. But uh, Sifnos, I've heard a lot of great things about this island, Folengandros, um, those are just in the cyclades, you know, the the most popular one. But, you know, right. just all over Greece, just roll up, sit on these little taverns, tavernas on the harbor, Greek salads, ouzo. Like, just have three-hour lunches. Yes. Like, yes, that three amazing. to six. You know, just <laughs> get, sitting in the umbrellas outside of the sun because you've had a little sun during the day, just sitting out, watching the boats. So that's my first one. Second one, I've never been to that, never been to Seville in Spain. Yes, yeah, man, that was one of the places that, that Megan was uh, when she studied abroad there. <clears throat> that whole Andalusia, um, Andalusia um, state region of Spain, you know, with the whole history there, it was, you know, it was the Moors, and all that interesting mix of Spain, definitely want to go there. All you know, it's like courtyards and patios that you know feel, you know, it's it's going to transport you to Morocco and North Africa, um, you know, compared to other places. But yeah, uh, they say tapas was invented in Andalusia. Um, so yeah, dude, that um, they're always having these fairs, especially in the spring, like these town fairs where you know, like little tents where everyone comes and drinks sherry, sherry wines from that area. Um, 
there's little white towns up in the hills that you can, you know, they're like white painted white, um, coastal towns too. that whole, they got a stretch of coast. So that whole section of Spain would be my second place. And third actually is going to be an area in Croatia. It's this peninsula called Istria. Uh Uh-huh. I remember reading about that. Because unless I'm wrong, I don't think I've ever been to a, quote, hill town. Ever. I read about them constantly. They're always on TV. You know, it's usually in, uh, Italy. Right. But this Istria, this peninsula, um, you know, it's got a shoreline. But in, inside the interior, hill towns where they make wine. And apparently it's pretty good wine, too. So get that, like, Tuscan Hilltown experience, but get it in Croatia in Istria. Nice. That would that be sound great. my dream trip. Yes. <clears throat> I'm all about trying to get to some of these wine regions that like aren't famous. Like Hungary's got great wine regions. Um Croatia, Slovenia, you know, when we were in Romania, we had some good wine. Like there's wine, good wines being made everywhere. Right. Yeah. I, I keep reading about r- wines in uh, Croatia and, and how they have a lot of really good wine in Croatia. So I'm, uh, I'm excited about that. I'm also, you know, I don't, it's been a while since I've been to Europe, so I don't know how much this has changed, but the thing that always, that uh, one of the, one of the things that I've always enjoyed about Europe is when I go out to lunch, I can have a glass of wine for like the same as it costs to get a soda, you know, oh. it just, you know, you're two and three euro for, for a glass oh, of wine as opposed to here. It's, you know, 10, $15 oh. for a glass, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I might be an off a euro or two or, or 50 euro cents, but when we went, uh, we were in Rome in December and p- part of the backdrop of my three dream destinations there, my dream Europe trip was that when we got to Rome, like for years now, we've been spending most of our time, Netherlands, you know, I live, we lived in the Netherlands. We've been doing a lot of these Christmassy trips in Germany, Austria. Yeah. We've done uh, Copenhagen. Um, we hadn't done that Southern Europe in a long time. And when we, we this was one of, one of these nightmare scenarios uh, that turned into a great thing. We had arrived in Rome. We had taken a packed bus, a packed like sardines bus from the station <laughs> to the neighborhood we were staying in, Trastevere. And on the bus, like I'm getting real dirty looks because I have this backpack. And at one point there's an American guy. He's like, you don't speak Italian, do you? And I'm like, um, no, but I know what she's saying. Because right before that, a woman had told me like, go stand over here. Go stand over here. We were sweating. It was December 1st, but it was still like 60 degrees. We we're mm-hmm. packed in there. It was sweating. The sun was beating down. It was like, get off this bus. We got to get off this bus. So we get out the bus, find our way to the hotel, got lost a couple times. It's a charming, cool little family-run hotel in this neighborhood. We go out for a great meal, one of these like, you know, places that's on all the foodie lists and things like that in Rome. Yeah. In our neighborhood. And it was like literally in an hour from the pits of despair to <laughs> and, and yeah, we had great pasta, pasta, uh, spaghetti carbonara. Um, you know, just amazing food and wine, like probably two euro fifty for a glass of wine. Nice, yes. <laughs> in a very popular touristy place, but right. what I circle back to my, my trip because 
it just took like a few hours of being in that, just seeing just a different architecture in Rome yeah. and just and just being like, we have just, we've not been getting to Southern Europe here enough. And so that's why I'm, I'm angling to get back to Spain and, and Greece and, and Croatia and stuff like that. Nice. Well, I think that's going to pretty much wrap up the first episode of Rails, Ales, and Old Town. So Adam, thanks a lot for coming on. Really appreciate it. And maybe after your summer trip to Croatia, we can get you back on and hear all about it. Yeah, that, that, that sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be the uh, the first guest here, and I had a lot of fun. Always up for talk and travel, and I would be happy to uh, to come back after our summer trip. All right. Well, that's going to end it. Thanks again, and thanks for listening. What is the gap between the train and the platform?